Hello everyone and welcome back to the Racing Mental Sponsorship Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how you can make the most of email sponsorship templates to make the pitch process much easier. As always, I am here with Toby Trice. How are things going for you today, Toby? Always good, Jess. Always good. I've just recently been working on some merchandise and all my sponsor wear and team wear, which is really cool. So I made some prototypes recently and things are looking pretty epic. We're going to be quite smart in the paddock, which is nice. It's all about image, right? Absolutely. Yeah, all good. How are things your way? Yeah, good. Been super busy. I'm revamping the Racing Mental website because I'm aware that it has been so slow and bloated and hasn't really been updated properly in in quite a while. So I'm making something like really slick and and sweet and that's going to be much, much easier for everyone to use. So super productive in that respect. Nice. Um, Because we haven't really caught up much lately and it tends to be that Jess and I tend not to chat to each other too often when we're both really busy yeah <laughs> so it's been nice to it's been nice to catch up on the podcast yes because that seems to be the only times we talk at the moment because <laughs> we're just so busy off this podcast aren't we yeah absolutely I'm hoping that once the race season starts things will calm down because you know we'll be focusing on racing obviously but you know I hope that you know all of the business side of motorsport will be so- slightly quieter and just kind of kind of like tick over in the background so we can both play with you know race cars in our respective ways yeah that's it and, and to be fair I'm just looking forward to just having everyone back in the paddock and I know catching up face to face because I'm just fed up of like zooms and <laughs> and telephone calls I can't wait to see people in the flesh and see people's smiles and yeah all the good all the good times ahead right yeah yeah absolutely not too long not too long to wait no literally and and we've seen already with GT Cup just recently and seeing some of your drivers out there doing really really well and People are already at the, at the tracks, which is really, really great to see. Yeah, roll on when we can all be there as well. And uh, here's to a great year ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So today I want to talk about email templates. And I, I wondered if you could kind of start with, I know your approach is, is such a kind of a strong personalized approach and you probably don't use templates like a lot of people do. I imagine you go into everyone just kind of completely bespoke when you're, when you're chatting to someone. Yeah, I guess I do. I use template in in a respect of like format and thanks mm. to you that's that's kind of how I've learned to to write good emails but yeah like I'm very very personal and bespoke yeah that's mm. that's kind of my approach but I think being personal has allowed me to get on board and, and actually conversate with that sponsor much easier but having that format and that template structure has really allowed me to understand what I need to write so yes mm. I'm very quite bespoke but I wouldn't be able to do that without that structure that, that kind of you, you've helped me out with and that's allowed me to really get a good you know a fairly good response rate which is good. Mm, that's great so yeah I think that the, the big thing is that I, I know that a lot of people search for you know email pitch templates which is mm. why I created mine because I knew that people needed something that was actually helpful rather than a lot of the stuff that's out there yeah I think that's exactly what it is isn't it it's a structure of just knowing what to write so you're not waffling on about yourself for, you know, three paragraphs before you even get to the point. You know, a, a template allows you to go, well, I know I need a hook first. I need to pique their interest with something. And I, I guess that's kind of why I put the template in the Get Paid to Race book, because I knew that it was going to be helpful to give people that kind of structure, even if they're not using it as some kind of like copy and paste tool. Yeah, because I think having that structure, like you just made the point there about kind of not waffling on too much about what you've done, your successes, etc. Because they're all the things that we do naturally get excited about. Oh my God, I've won this championship. I've been this successful, this sponsor, this is what we've achieved. It's so easy just to go on and write all that sort of stuff. But actually having that template, Jess, really kind of like brings your mind back to the reason why you need to write that email and getting on topic straight away that is good for that sponsor to then continue reading. Yeah. So I find that, and this is talking from 
you know personal experiences before before kind of really really sudden all your stuff jess and and just speaking to other drivers is that if you are not particularly personal to that sponsor i.e you're not focused on them or their goals and you're just waffling on about kind of what you've achieved as a driver you know on track etc off track they might not necessarily read on and actually miss the real point that's in that email that's actually like you know what i need to speak to this person so Mm. i think that's why it's really important to have that kind of structure just to focus the mind and understand right okay this is what I need to write. This is what I need to achieve this email. <laughs> Let's take a step back and plan it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always encourage people to start with the strongest, most hard hitting thing about the value you provide to that sponsor at the beginning of the email. What yeah. is it that they will get out of this email? Because if you put it at the beginning, they're going to read the rest to find out the details. Exactly that, isn't it? And, and the way that you need to do that is it goes back to that research, doesn't it? Once you've researched that goal, and you understand that business, you know exactly what then you need to write for that particular point. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And I think the nice thing about kind of templating your emails that you send, or at least creating a structure for the emails that you send, is that obviously not every pitch is going to be the same. So some pitches, for example, might be to someone that you've been introduced to. Some might be to someone that you've already had conversations with on social media. Some might be completely cold. There's lots of different kind of scenarios where you might be pitching to someone so by having an email template that you've either created yourself or got from somewhere else having that allows you to basically maximize what you're doing for each pitch rather than thinking oh I know that I sent you know a really good like I don't know social media follow-up pitch to to someone before I think it was like this when actually if you templated that initial one that worked really well all you have to do is put in all of these bespoke new details, but the structure's already there. Exactly that, isn't it? Exactly that. So while you're talking about structure then, Jess, what's the perfect recipe or, you know, what goes into a really good pitch, the structure behind it to allow you to actually get that response? So I don't think there's any like perfect formula for a pitch, but the way I like to start is usually with some kind of hook. So, you know, anything that's going to make them read on. So usually this is like a big idea some kind of crazy offer, like, hey, do you want to reach 5 million people with this thing that you did, make it bespoke? Or it can literally be, we were chatting on LinkedIn and you mentioned this thing, that's enough to kind of hook them and go, oh, I know this person I'm going to read on. I also think it's important to include a little bit about yourself, but not too much. You don't, they don't need your whole bio at this point. And if they do link them to your website or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, a few lines kind of about who you are and what you do. The majority of any kind of initial pitch should focus on what you can do for that business and be specific. So not like you can have your sticker on my car, you can come along to hospitality, stuff like that. Be specific to that business. Why does that business want a sticker on a car? Why does that business want to come along to hospitality? What are they actually going to get from that? What impact will it have on their business? So again, this is features versus benefits, which we've covered in a previous episode. Yeah. I also think that, you know, if if you're saying to people, you know, by partnering with me, you can reach this many people and that's good for your business. For these reasons, you need some stats to back it up. So I think having numbers in there is important, not necessarily in your first ever communication with a business. When it's your first ever communication with a business, you need to focus on all hook and value and really nothing else. Yeah. But, you know, if, if this is slightly more in depth, maybe they've asked you some questions, you've already had a conversation yeah starts to back it all up and then a call to action so like something that's yeah like something that says 
you know, I want to talk to you about this in more detail. I've got more ideas. Are you free on, you know, the, the 18th of May at 5 p.m. for a chat, whatever it might be. Give give them options for when they can chat to you. So it's so easy for them to go back to you and say, yeah, let's chat on the 15th. Yeah. Speak to you then. Yeah. Uh, you want to make it as low lift for them as possible, which is why a call to action is really important. Yeah, it's all about convenience there, isn't it? Trying to make mm-hmm. it as convenient for them as possible, as the kind of little options as possible always helps because you mm-hmm. haven't got to worry about that back and forth. They can just come back and say, oh yeah, I can do that time and date or no, I can't. And you can give another one. But there's some really interesting points you've just touched on there, Jess. And, and I've actually just got some recent success literally from the back of what you've just spoken about. So one of the first points you mentioned about not talking too much about yourself, you know, a very, very short bio or something very short because I've recently done that. I've, I've kept it very, very short about myself in a recent pitch to a sponsor. And I've actually got a follow-up meeting with them this coming week, which I'm really excited about. But how I got that particular sponsor to agree a meeting with me to start with was the fact that I really understood what they were trying to do. And they're actually launching a brand new product within my niche. So I really, really understood what they were trying to achieve and how the sponsorship could work for them. So the pitch template that I used was very, very simple in terms of like, oh, congratulations on this new product you're about to launch. And then there was some detail about this is how I can help you and assist you with my audience, etc. There was literally almost no mention about who I am and what I do. But what was really fascinating was the email was replied to very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And we, we agreed a meeting for the following week. And I spoke with them the next the next week for almost two hour meeting it was lovely to chat with them and, and there was three of them from the from the company on board this uh, this zoom meeting and then that was my opportunity to talk about myself and how I can do it but they could see my genuine excitement around it which has now led up for a follow-up meeting post a proposal so what what I, I guess what I'm trying to get to at this point is is that I could have written all these exciting things that I've done for my sponsors and what I'm doing at the moment in this email but when they actually see me talk about it and hear my excitement and, and see the, these face expressions on a face-to-face meeting, albeit it's on Zoom, but that got them excited. Whereas I think if I put that into words, and I always say about how bad I am at words because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a great writer, but if I'd have put that into, into an email, it would have been very, very long to start with because there was so much to talk about. And they probably wouldn't have been engaged and actually yeah. really probably just glanced over it. So save the good stuff to the time when you meet them and just make this email short, sweet to the point and to get in front of them. That's your goal with that email, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when, you, when you've when you sent emails like that that really work, it's worth looking at them and thinking, well, why did this work? Is it because I started with this and then went into this and then did just one line about myself? And then there were four bullet points that were you know, exactly what they'd get out of chatting to me. The thing is with like these pitch emails is that what works for one person might not work for someone else. Completely depends on your niche, the kind of businesses you're going to. So if you can create stuff that you know works for you, you're onto a winner. Yeah, definitely. And and when you get that right as well and and sort of don't be afraid to experiment, I think that's really like a key part because I remember like when I was first email out sponsors, I know I used to really, really procrastinate on writing one email and it used to take me ages to do. And I think partly the reason why I did that is because I was so worried that I was not going to get any response back or nothing would come from it. And I really wanted to get them on board because I really wanted to help them out and I understood their business and goals, et cetera. So I think I had that like fear of like not of like losing them almost from, mm. from writing incorrectly. But the more I've kind of done this and the more I've got used to writing these and actually just almost like I say carefree because I do care about what I'm writing, but I, I am more confident with what I'm writing now and going, right, I can just send it, like just get it done yeah. because actually what I'm writing in here is straight to the point. It does meet their goals and it's engaging enough that hopefully it will get me a meeting and nine times out of 10, I, I normally do. So 
I, I just send them out now without much. I do think about it. I'm not saying I'm without much thought, but do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, trying to, you're relaxed. I, I feel more. Um, I feel more relaxed with the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this is something that I really like t- took into consideration when I was creating the the email templates that that Racing Mentor sells. I basically went through all of the sponsorship pitches I'd ever sent. I looked at the the ones that were most successful, the ones that got quick replies, the ones that got slow replies, the ones that turned into the biggest deals. And I basically turned them into templates because I I know that there are there are so many kind of different different types of pitches that you, you're going to be doing as a driver. And starting with things that you know are like high value, like warm leads, like mutual introductions, stuff like that. I created a template for that because I knew that that is one of the the instances where you're more likely to get a reply. So you obviously need to make your email as hard hitting as possible because you don't want to waste a warm lead. So, you know, that that was kind of my thinking in, in going into that. And I just kind of want to use that as an example in terms of like how you then use a template to tweak it and make it personal. Because obviously one of the traps that you can fall into when using a template is that everything sounds the same. It's not personalized. It's a bit dry. Yeah. And that's the last thing that you want. So for anyone that has these kind of email templates, that the mutual contact one is the first one, but I'm just going to kind of run through that because it, it's one of like the most hard hitting and easy ways to win over like a, a warm lead. So it starts by mentioning who introduced you. So I think that what most drivers should do here is tell a story about like how you know that person, a little anecdote, or, you know, it might be as simple as, you know, so-and-so who I used to work with at company suggested we get in touch. He or she said that you do this and that we both love race cars or something like that. So something that shows that it's personal and you're not just kind of trying to bullshit your way through a pitch. I then kind of use this template to go into some kind of hook. The one that I've used is really generic, but you should talk then really, really quickly about why this email has landed in their inbox. And spoiler alert, it's not because you want support to go racing. It's because you have something of value to to offer to that business. That mindset is so important in this, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely important. Yeah, so it's all about value. So whether you're telling them the yeah, you know, like you just said, Toby, whether you're saying, you know, I can help promote this new product launch, whether you're saying that, you know, you've got this huge audience that they can reach with something, some kind of campaign that they're trying to do, whether you're talking about, you know, employee loyalty and how you can use hospitality for that, whatever it might be, that's kind of where you start. That's your hook. Then that's your chance to kind of talk really, really briefly about what you do and maybe use some kind of mention of a previous sponsor as as kind of like a a show and tell of that. So rather than saying, you know, I do this, I could do this, you know, I I do this for companies, I could do this for your company. You can say other companies have found success with this. You can maybe link to a case study or a video, but you can just say one of my sponsors had an 11% uptick in sales following a similar campaign just show what you can do rather than just telling because it'll have more impact. You can then kind of back that up with stats if you need to, if it's relevant. And then it's all about the call to action. So that's actually a really, really short email. That's probably 300 words, if that. Yeah, it doesn't take long, does it? Yeah. And, And all those points you've made are all kind of, they're all adding credibility to who you are because 
firstly that sponsors that's, that's reading that will go okay yeah i know x and thanks for the introduction it's good to meet you if you know that person that's kind of like a, a really kind of warming way to to get that person introduction to you and then as you go through to that what you said by giving examples showing like previous results from a current sponsor or previous sponsor that just builds credibility up doesn't it so yeah. actually what you're offering is like oh, okay well that's interesting if they've got previous results from it and no doubt they're going to google that they're going to google that company and see what you've been up to yeah and if you've then done your press your social media and all the bits and bobs for, for that particular sponsor they'll actually see that what you're saying is true yeah absolutely and i think the the relationship that you have with whoever you're emailing also warrants a different approach so for example if you know a mutual contact has put you in touch with someone and you know that these two contacts were colleagues at previous roles, then you would probably need to give a bit more information on yourself because you're thinking about the level of trust that there is between these two people. Definitely. If the person that introduced you to this potential sponsor is literally the best friend of the potential sponsor, you don't have to do that hard work. There is so much trust there that if you get in touch saying, hey, your best mate recommended that we get in touch, this is what I'm I'm thinking for your company. When do you want to chat? You can keep it really, really simple because you're basically riding on the coattails of all of that trust. So think yeah. about that. If someone's introducing you, you can make your email more short and to the point without having to explain yourself if there's a lot of that trust there. Yeah. And I'll tell you something that I've done actually, Jess, which was a little bit cheeky, but it worked, is I almost, I got one of my contacts to write part of a pitch email to the sponsor or the nice. contact that I want to speak to. So I've got a really good relationship with this person and they're really keen and, and right on board of what I do. They understand it. They were really, got a really good contact that they're really good friends with that they would know that it'd be benefit beneficial for, for us two to meet. And it did land on a deal. So nice. um, <laughs> it, it worked. And all, all that happened was, was that very much the first part of that sort of pitch email was like an introduction <laughs> email that went from my contact to them saying, hey how you're good etc etc I think you need really need to speak to Toby because he's doing something really awesome it'll work really well with you and it actually was a really relaxed email but, but that's because obviously they've got a good relationship and that's how they chat between each other I was copied on the email literally a response straight away saying oh thanks mate that was really great to, to know that lovely to meet you Toby and then that was my opportunity then to respond with the kind of almost remaining part of that pitch and at the bottom it just said let's catch up yeah. <laughs> and within within sort of like half a day I, I kind of had a, a meeting arranged and they're now one of my sponsors yeah <laughs> which, which is amazing yeah um, absolutely yeah. I think that you know a lot of people try and overcomplicate their pitches and therefore overcomplicate you know any templates that they put together when yeah. actually something short and to the point it's going to be much more appealing to a busy business owner or busy decision maker than you know something that's really lengthy and that goes into a lot of detail so I think a lot of drivers, you know, they create a templated list of like the bullet points of the stuff that they offer. Mm -hmm. but actually, you don't need to put all of those in if they're not relevant to the business. So, for yeah. example, you know, if a business doesn't care about being on TV and doesn't care about a logo on the car, all they care about is, you know, the track day that you want to offer them. Don't talk about the other stuff. Only talk about the track day. You can show them like the added value of that other stuff later on when you're talking about actually, you know, what you're going to propose and what you can do and value add and money and all of that kind of stuff. But in that initial email, all you need to template is, you know, that those couple of hard hitting ideas that are specific to that business based on their goals. Exactly that. And and this comes back to the point, Jess, doesn't it? About always has to be personal, doesn't it? Always yeah. has to be directly to that sponsor and it's personal to them because when they read it, they will understand that it's personally written to them, not just a 
a template there <laughs> that you've just fired across to 100 people hoping that you'll get one back saying yes let's go and that's really i guess the main thing of this entire thing isn't it these templates are really really great and use them in, in a way that you can make them personal to your sponsor Absolutely. And the way that I like to do this to show someone that I have done my research, I know what they're all about, I know what they care about, is to give them a compliment and then to ask them a question about something. So, for example, you know, if you've seen someone on LinkedIn who they've just received an award for an event that they put on, you can email them. Literally, your your intro can be, you know, congratulations on the award. I know how hard that type of award is to get because I've worked in similar industry. You know, how are you feeling now? The other side of it, you know, are you feeling, you know, really excited? Or you could maybe ask something about the specific event that they won the award for, whatever it is. Those two things can really, really show you that you've done your homework. So even if the rest of the email is slightly more of a a standard template, they're not going to notice because they can already see that you know about them and their business. So when they do read, you know, something that's a bit more generic, like I helped a sponsor do this or um, I offer hospitality, but it's different in this way and it's good for employee engagement. If that's even if that like one paragraph about employee engagement is in every pitch that you send because it's the core of your, you know, your value and what you offer to businesses, they're not going to notice if you've gone in with something that that is really, really personal to them. Exactly. And I really like that compliment and question thing there, Jess, because it kind of like, I like to always try and get in the mindset of the person that I'm speaking to. And as, as you will often say to drivers, you know, you stop talking about yourself, you know, allow your sponsors to talk about themselves. We all know of how proud we've had when we've had a really tough race win and we can't wait to talk about it to people because you've worked so hard to achieve it. When the sponsors or the contact has, has worked so hard to achieve such a big goal, by complimenting them and asking a question about it, of course they're going to reply and, and talk about it because they're so proud of what they've achieved. And quite right, you, you you should be interested in that kind of thing because that's that's awesome, right? That's that's a really cool thing to celebrate and and it's a really good talking point. So um, yeah, I really like that point, Jess. So I, I want to share with you an example of someone who pitched to me. It's not sponsorship. It's just a random sales email that I got. It's quite standard. And I was scrolling through like, I'm not really interested in this. I'm not even really sure what you're saying. But then they had included a a Suits meme um, (laughs) from the TV show Suits where they were one person from Suits. And then they'd, they'd literally put me into this meme saying it was something like us supporting you on your content. And then it said something like Jess absolutely killing it with content. So they they literally gone to the to the effort to put my name into this meme somehow. I emailed them back. I said, I'm not even sure how this would work, but I'm here for that meme. Let me know when you want to chat. Because I saw that they'd made effort. And this mm-hmm. is obviously a sales tactic on their part. But then the reply when I said, because obviously I had no idea what they were doing. They talked about what they do and they were talking about how they get businesses to invest in conversations and you know, speak to their audiences. And then they put the same as you really, because I run a content agency and I was like, that is the same as me. And it just, it was just so, it felt so personal, mm. but I'm pretty sure it is from a template just because, you know, I know how this stuff works. Yeah. So if you can just find these small snippets of something personal that shows your personality, that's fun and like hooks someone. And even if that hook is literally that this is just slightly different to every rubbish sales email that they normally get, during a day then you're probably going to get a reply back going okay yeah tell me what you want to talk about 100 yeah because because these companies get lots a day don't they and these these contacts will get lots every month when they yeah. know that they'll just either go to straight to delete or <laughs> yeah. barely get any time so 
by doing things like that and that was really quirky actually that's a really quirky yeah. example I'm that's not really sure cool. I'm not sure I would do something like that personally for myself but um, it's all I about your see... brand exactly yeah. yeah yeah exactly but I can see how that has gone oh okay well yeah I'll, I'll reply just to just curiosity more than anything mm. because that seed's been planted in your head doesn't it to reply and Absolutely. go What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just so, want to thank you for the meme. Thanks very much. <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah, but let's chat anyway. Yeah. Um, but but that's that's a really interesting point actually because that's kind of like nice to hear from you that you've been pitched to and this is how it's happened and what's caused you to actually reply. It's it's mm-hmm. quite nice to understand that because everyone's different and doing your research and understanding that sponsor. Mm. Um, perhaps something quirky like that might work for a, a sponsor if your brand and your niche is kind of in that that kind of like field. I guess um, yeah. it might it might work. Well, it's all it's all about thinking outside of the box and like yeah. especially if you're pitching to businesses in automotive or motorsport who probably get hundreds of rubbish pitches from drivers who think you know they're going to be the next Lewis Hamilton you know saying how great they are and asking for support if you mm. send a pitch that's a meme talks about the value that you can offer to a business and then says hey should we chat they're probably going to go all right this is different Let, you know what have we got to lose let's do it but yeah. if you send something that is the same as what everyone else is sending, that's just talking about yourself in the hope that they'll support you, that's when you don't get replies. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and just on just to add to that, Jess, there's, there's a contact of mine who used to be a managing director of various companies across his career. He's now sort of packed up that and doing a, he's on a self-funded sort of venture now, which is really cool what he's up to. But I, I remember chatting to him not that long ago, actually, about what, what was his role like as an MD and kind of getting pitched to because he very much had motorsport people pitch to him for sponsorship because of the businesses that he that he was an MD for mm. and he said oh I got so many I was always so busy anyway he said the amount I deleted because all it was was I can get you on TV and I'm a championship winning driver or I've won this race and he was like I couldn't I really don't care mm. um, and just often deleted them and he said the ones I always read were the ones that were like actually I can see some value in this this is all right this one so that you know just a point of note there that that's come from someone who's been a managing director of various companies has been pitched to a lot and is very, very busy by, by not talking about yourself, i.e. the driver actually allowed him to read it. Cause it's like, okay, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And I, I want to add to that because some drivers, and I've actually had this in pitches to me from drivers asking for sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Some will say something like I can help your business reach more people. I'm like, okay, cool. I want to reach more people, but they don't say how, and like, you know, I don't want to know all of the secrets, but I want an idea that you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. So just giving a small example of, you know, I can help you reach more people by featuring your book on my YouTube channel that has 30,000 subscribers would make me go, yeah, okay, cool, let's do it. But, you know, just saying I can help you reach more people, even if you have the best thing in the world that will genuinely help that business reach more people, they're not going to believe you. So you need to go a bit deeper and share some examples of like how this might work. So the business can, you know, start to build a picture of what that might look like because they'll know what marketing works for them. So if you can say, we're going to put your product here, we're going to do this campaign, we're going to do this kind of thing. We're open to other suggestions, but I think this one thing will be the most hard hitting. They're going to go, okay, yeah, I see that you understand marketing. You understand my business, all of that kind of stuff. It's going to make them way more likely to reply, even if they don't like even go for that thing that you suggested initially. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I just kind of want to like recap on this. So whether you're using a racing mental template, a template you found online or a template you created yourself, always make it personal. And the more personal you can make it and the more relevant to the business you can make it, 
the more likely you are to get a reply and a meeting and a sponsorship deal at the end of it. If you just kind of use a template and fill in like the real basics, you might get replies, but it's not going to be as hard hitting and your success rate is going to be lower. And if you just, you know, copy and paste something with no personalization, you're very unlikely to get any reply whatsoever. So I just want to kind of like hammer home that point of if you're using templates, you need to personalize them and you need to understand the business deeply. Just copy and pasting a load of stuff to 100 different businesses just won't work. Absolutely. And and it does work. It does work. And think on that point, Jess, it'd be really nice to hear from you guys out there that if you've used um, VRM templates and you've managed to actually gain sponsorship from it, it'd be really nice to hear kind of how you've done it and feel free to post that in the um, the Facebook community group. Yeah, it'd be great to hear from you guys on that. Next week, we are going to be doing a Q&A. So if you guys have questions, you can uh, send them over to jess at racingmental.com. And I will make sure that they get answered by me and Toby during next week's episode. So I guess we will see you then. Take care, everyone.